with a look back over the weekend sports action. This is Full Time on KCLR with Sinead Kyo. Welcome along to Full Time. Uh, it's Sinead Kyo here with you for the next hour. Hopefully you didn't miss me too much last week. Took a little break from Full Time there for the bank holiday weekend. But delighted to be back uh, with lots of local sports to cover over the next hour. So as I said, lots coming up on the show today. I'm going to be chatting to Kilkenny Camogie manager Brian Dowling about his side's great win over Offaly at the weekend. They're going to be playing Dublin now next weekend in Leash. So lots to talk to Brian about uh, a little bit later on. I'm also going to be speaking to Paul Cummins as well from Kilkenny Storm. Uh, he had, uh, it was himself and also three representatives from Kilkenny. Kenny Storm that were taking part in a tournament over in Germany last week and they finished third so I'm uh, going to be chatting to him about that, about his involvement in Kilkenny Storm and his involvement with the Irish team as well so really looking forward uh, to that chat a little bit later as well and we'll hear from Derek Ling as well. Uh, if you don't know um, we have a, a really nail-biting contest coming up a little bit later on tonight uh, at half past seven it's going to be Kilkenny versus Wexford in the under 20 Leinster final and that game is thrown in there in Netwatch Dr Cullen Park we're going to have live commentary Brendan Hennessy and uh, Michael Walsh are going to be covering that game for us so we're going to hear from Derek Ling just ahead of that game as well so as I said lots and lots to cover um, over the next hour but first uh, I'm joined on the line now by Tommy Marr he's the chairperson of the Kilkenny GAA Supporters Club and they're organising a fundraising event across County Kilkenny uh, to raise fund for raise funds for the Irish Red Cross Ukraine appeal, and they're going to be walking uh, to each of the forty-one clubs around County Kilkenny. So, uh, Tommy joins me on the line now. Uh, Tommy, you're very welcome to full time. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. How are you keeping? Uh, not too bad, Sinead. Just one t- little correction there. You promoted me there. I'm not chairman. Chairman is John Mackey. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I promoted <laughs> I'm, you there. Uh, I'm the assistant treasurer. And how but, long uh, have you been have you been involved actually with uh, the Kilkenny uh, Supporters Club, Tommy? Uh, unofficially for a long time, but officially this is my first year uh, as a, a member of the committee. All right, okay. Um, Yeah, I gave a little bit of an introduction there to what's going to be happening over the next couple of weeks, but maybe you could kind of give us a little bit more more detail. It's to to raise funds for the Irish Red Cross uh, Ukrainian appeal, um, and you're going to be travelling around to all the different clubs around Kilkenny. But yeah, if you could kind of maybe just give us a little bit more detail about what's what's involved and what's going to be happening over the next couple of, uh, the next few weeks. Of course, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the idea is that I am. I'm doing a walk, and there are various people uh, helping me or accompanying me at different stages. I have um, I had a couple of my sisters today, and um, I have a local guy here, Vivian, uh, on Wednesday, and Martin Power was with me on Saturday, and so on. But the the basic idea is that I'm going to walk from club to club, linking all the clubs in Kilkenny, all 41 clubs over the next uh, two weeks. Now, we started on Saturday in Emeralds and we'll be finishing, the plan anyway, is to finish in Nolan Park on Saturday week at halftime of the Kilkenny-Wexford game. Now, we're going from club to club and at each club um, we're getting somebody from the club, somebody nominated by the club to score a point 
we have a hurl going around with us and the point scorer at each club signs the hurl and we'll take that around and we should have 41 or thereabouts signatures on it at the end and uh, on the final day in Nolan Park Eddie Kerr has agreed to score the, the final point for us and so Eddie's would be the final signal or signature on the hurley there oh, and great. Um, <clears throat> the county board have kindly offered to invite all the Ukrainian refugees in Kilkenny as their guests to that Wexford game on Saturday week so that's a lovely gesture from the county board and we're, we in the supporters club are very appreciative uh, of them now I'm doing the walking uh, John Mackey ha- is a, a fabulous supporter. That's the chairman that we, I mentioned a moment ago, and John is is doing uh, support with his supporters club van, uh, going around from club to club. And he's only just gone home. Just finished in in um, Connehy today. We did a 29 kilometres today between Railyard, <coughs> Coo and Muckley and uh, Connehy. Yesterday we did uh, Liz Downey to. St. Patrick's Ballyragget over the hill to Aaron's own Castle Comer out to Clonean and finished up we got a great reception there in the rail yard and I might just mention that we got a fantastic reception this morning in Coon where the teachers brought out all the pupils of the local school they also made a very generous donation and thank you very much to them and they even brought up the kids from the the Nienra down uh, down in the village so we got a fabulous reception there from Coon and uh, it was after a long walk up a high hill yeah. to meet some friendly faces and some supportive faces as well. So, and can um, I just ask you as well, Tommy? Like, how how is how are the funds uh, being raised? Is it through Go GoFundMe or is it at each of the clubs when you arrive? Is there like a bucket collection or how how can is, people yeah, contribute yeah. or how can they get involved? Yeah, there are two. There are a number of ways you can get involved, but but one is by turning up at the clubs. Uh, for the um, when we have the score, and that I I'll spend up to a half an hour at the club if there are people around. Uh, now that's more difficult for some than others in the nature of the timetable. You know, I'd be in some clubs in the morning, and be some clubs in the afternoon, and so on. But people can donate there. They could also give uh, whatever they had to donate to any of the members of the supporters club or committee members. We also have an I donate page. Um, and all the link, links to the I donate page and the QR code, they're all available on the Kilkenny GA website and also on uh, social media, on Facebook and Twitter accounts of the Kilkenny County Board. But uh, the I donate page is it's I donate. Ie forward slash and then all one word Kilkenny supporters for Ukraine and if probably if they just Google Kikeli supporters for Ukraine they'll probably get it as well yeah and we'll be putting up a podcast after this show as well and I'll definitely put up the link there um, and we'll put it up on, on social media then as well for, for people that want to get involved and I'm sure I'm sure yeah, we'd really people want to that. Yeah. yeah we'd really appreciate that Shana, because a word has gone out to all the clubs about a week ago all the GA clubs and Camogie clubs but we are finding people you know saying oh we didn't know what's going on or we didn't know what's happening or we didn't know when you were coming now I we also send out the, the schedule you know of, of clubs that we're visiting for the next two days ahead so that's going up every day or two on the Kilkenny GA website as well 
So we're, we have a rest day tomorrow. Um, I needed it after, <laughs> after the level. We've covered about 90 kilometres in the last three days, so it's, it's a lot of walking. Wow, it's ni- did you uh, say 90 in the past three days? Yes. Wow, yeah. so you're getting you're getting your steps in, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. Some yeah. of them are harder than others, some of the uphill ones. But anyway, so we're, I'm taking a break tomorrow. And um, on Wednesday, then, we're starting back where we finished today, which is in um, in Connie. And then we're moving on to Three Castles for 10 o'clock and St. Lacton's for 12 o'clock. Tullerone for three o'clock and we finish up on Wednesday evening in Greg Valley Cannon about half past five. All going well if we get a favourable wind up the hills there. Yeah, great yeah. stuff. Um, and I know you mentioned there that it's all kind of culminating then on the 21st of May in Nolan Park when uh, Kilkenny play Wexford in the, the round yeah, robin there. And you were saying there that Eddie Kerr is going to kind of, um, he's going to be there and he'll be hitting the ball over the bar. And is there anything else kind of planned for the day? I know there's going to be uh, Ukrainian refugees there at the match as well, which is, is such a nice gesture. So what, what, what else is kind of planned for it? Or is, that, is there a bit well, of a presentation it. in advance of the game or anything like that? Um, or I don't know yet. We'll, we have to finalise that. Now, I'll still have um, uh, the schedule that we've laid out. I'll still have all the city clubs to do that that day before the match uh, and possibly, I think, Dale's Fort as well. Um, I just have to check that. So um, I'll be around the three clubs in the city on the morning or early afternoon of the, that's the 21st and then finishing up so I'm not sure we we probably won't have much time to play with you know because it'll be a big day a big game and yeah. they like the players are out in the field warming up for maybe 40 minutes before the game and we really only have the half time slot that we can you know call our own really you know and, and yeah. we're very grateful to the county board for that for even that you know yeah well look if you have any uh, like if there's any updates or any changes or any even right up until today let us know and we'll uh, we'll put it out there on the airwaves anyway uh, what's going to be happening on the day but, yeah, but look it's delighted to do that yes, yeah, yeah but, but look yeah. Tommy well done for, for organising this and everyone uh, who's involved with the Kilkenny GA Supporters Club as well it's a, it's a fabulous idea but I think it really shows as well when, when tragedy the, the GAA you know they have a great reputation for kind of always being there and offering support, don't they? They do, yeah. You see, the, the GA is a, at its heart, it's a community-based organisation, and, and the the basis of the whole GA, GA organisation is the club, you know. And that was part of the the idea behind what I'm doing. The, the idea was to walk from club to club to provide a kind of a a link between all the clubs, you know, and the fundraising aspect of it is one part, and that's of course it's it's a very important part of what we're doing. But there's also an element that we'd like, and that is to generate a bit of um, a sort of a community spirit or, or a community solidarity among the GAA community, you know, with the people of Ukraine. And um, sitting above in in Tullamore the other day, watching the under twenties playing, you know, Kenny played Galway there, and two two sets of young guys, nineteen, twenty, totally committed to what they were doing. Everybody getting excited every single score, and it just struck me that you know, if you transpose that scene to Ukraine, I suppose every one of those young guys would be in the army, and yeah. they'd be fighting for their lives and their homes and their villages. 
and the very survival of their country, you know. Yeah. And if I just thought, you know, and even if it was a camogie match, some of those young girls would be there in the army as well, or they'd be in support services, and others would be scattered all over Europe, you know. It's a um, it's a lovely way of looking at it, and you're right. Like it's not just about raising funds; it's a ma- it's about making uh, the the Ukrainians who have sought refuge over over here to make them feel welcome as well. So it's it's a gorgeous yeah, idea. Yeah, and that's why I was delighted that County Board took the initiative, and it wasn't it wasn't at any prompting from us. Um, you know, um, Connor and and Barry came to me, and this they, they suggested that you're off their own bat, and that's you know, um, it's a nice touch, and, and again, it's a it's a symbol, maybe more than anything else, of welcome to our community and to to, to the the past times and things that are special to us, you know. Definitely. Well, look, Tommy, all the best with it. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be keeping all of our listeners updated on, on what's happening and the next club that you're going to be v- visiting. And, and we'll put it up on all of our, our social media platforms as well. Uh, right after this show now, I'll be uploading the podcast. People can get the links there. So all the best with it. And again, well done on, on what you're doing. And hopefully um, we can we can get as much, garner as much support as possible for, for this great initiative. Thank you, Sinead, and, and on behalf of everyone on the Supporters Club Committee, we appreciate your efforts on, that, on our behalf. Thank you very much. No problem at all. Thanks so much, Tommy. We'll chat to you again soon. OK, all the best. We'll go off and support our under-20s now. <laughs> yeah, thanks Thanks a million. Talk right. to you soon. All the best now. Bye. That was, uh, that was Tommy Marr there. Uh, he's a member of the Kilkenny uh, GA Supporters Club. And as he was speaking about there, they're uh, raising funds for the Irish Red Cross Ukrainian Appeal. We're going to take a, a quick break now, but coming up after the break, we're going to be speaking to Brian Dowling, the Kilkenny Senior Camogie Manager. So do stay tuned for that. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartzVolkswagen.ie. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartzVolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself Sinead Kyo. Uh, now the Kilkenny Camogie team had an impressive win over Offaly on Saturday in St. Pre- in St. Brendan's Park um, and they're now through to a Leinster final this Saturday in Omar Park in County Leash and I'm joined on the line now by their manager Brian Dowling Brian thanks so much for coming on to Full Time, how are you keeping? No problem, Very good. Thanks very much. Good. Well, well listen, uh, well done on that win at the, the weekend. It was a, a much improved uh, performance. Um, I, I think that that's sort of what everyone was feeling um, after that win over, over Offaly. But um, I know I was listening to your uh, post-match interview um, as well and you were saying I think people were maybe a little bit critical of, of the performance o- over Wexford. Like they're still, just before they played that match, I think it was maybe six weeks, six, six weeks since they they had an outing so uh, not to be too critical of them but I, I'm sure you were happy after um, how they performed there at the weekend Yeah look it was a good win on, on Saturday um, look it was the week before um, you know we went down to Exeter and as I said we had six weeks of a gap from playing Cork um, look you have all the training matches that you want but it's all about 
you know, the matches, the, the competitive matches bring you on and fun. So, look, we knew Wexford were, were going well. They won Division 2 league and they put up a few big wins. And, um, you know, they're kind of playing a defensive system and they get bodies behind the ball and they're kind of frustrating. So, um, you know, perhaps be patient in the game and we still came away with a nine-point victory. And, look, I suppose it was a different kind of victory that day. You know, we only conceded four points, one point from play, whereas on, on Saturday we conceded one uh, one eleven. you know, and well, we scored 4-14. So, look, there's days like that that you won't score as much as you'd hope, but... You know, we're still getting the victories and that's the main thing and you know, there's a lot of lots to improve on from, from the Wexford game and from the Oxford game and that's what these games are about now, just keep improving and um, you know, bring them into the All Ireland series and hopefully we'll we'll become better each game that we play. Yeah, and I think one thing that really stood out there the other day was the support play. Like there was so much to be positive about, but the, the support play playing, you know, girls running off the shoulder, finding the player in the best position to score. I I'm sure you were very happy with that aspect. Yeah, look, so we worked on that for a long time and, you know, we, as I said, we do it in the training pitch as, as much as we can and, you know, Tommy and, and Ray and the lads in the drills and stuff like that, you know, I try to incorporate that as much as we can and bring into the games and the full, it's just getting the girls confident to do it first of all in the training pitch to bring into the game. Um, you know, we've a few new girls in here this year and it's just, it's, it's good that, you know, they're getting these games and then start giving the confidence to go and do it and, you know, look, it was, we've got some great scores on, on Saturday, obviously we gave away a lot of scores that we wouldn't be happy with but, um, you know, the, the support play was very good uh, you know our, our striking was much better especially in the first half we probably lost away in the last um, 15 minutes the last 20 minutes you know we didn't score as much as we'd like but um, look there's a huge amount of positives from Saturday and we'll take them on now and we've a huge test on Saturday against uh, a very good Dublin team Yeah you mentioned there about kind of you know just some scores that you, you gave away and um, that would probably be the only thing that you might be a little bit concerned about but um, like Mairead Teehan there from, from Offaly like a superb free taker like I I know that you had a decent lead uh, against Offaly for, for almost the entire game but like just kind of herself there chipping away at the freeze it just like kind of goes to show I think doesn't it like how important it is to have a good free taker um, and I suppose it just proves as well that discipline is, is so important as well you don't want to kind of be given giving away too many frees but yeah she was she was superb there um, slotting over the points for fun yeah, I think she only missed one or two. So look, we're very lucky. Myself has a very good free taker in Denise Gall, and you know we've been able to deputy in, in Katie Nolan as well. So we're very lucky. But um, yeah, look, the Scotty scores one eleven on Saturday, and nine then came from place ball. So look, that's something that we wouldn't be happy with. And you know we spoke about it at half time, we spoke about it after the game, and but when we walked around during the week, you know you can't give the team nine nine points from freeze, um, so, and they missed a the penalty as well. So you know it, it's not good enough, and it's something that you know we have what we we will continue to work on. To try and get right as I said our discipline against Wexford and you know with excellent we didn't give away as many frees and you know they only scored four points you're going to win a lot of games and the opposition only score four points so look it is an area to, to work on but as I said already these games are for to learn and to, and to keep improving you know every game is different I suppose some, some days you're going to score a lot and some days hopefully you just win games by not conceding much so look we just have to take every game as it comes now because we have a lot of games coming up in the next few weeks so I'm sure we're going to learn loads about the girls Yeah it's all about learning really isn't it and I suppose that's only a small thing that, that you've already identified that you know that you can kind of work on uh, going into this game uh, against Dublin now next weekend. Uh, it's a, a curtain raiser to Galway versus Leash. It's a, it's a great opportunity, I think, isn't it, to kind of get a good, decent crowd at the game? 
Yeah, hopefully. I suppose the only thing is it's uh, to be any orders of playing on on Saturday evening against um, against Dublin as well. You know, there was a talk maybe that the game might be moved to Arnold Park, which you know, would add it to the occasion. Maybe playing before Kenny Hurlers. Yeah, um, I was, was I was saying was, that actually to Ken just before I came on air there, just ahead of sport. I was like, it's kind of a shame that it's not before the Kilkenny game because then you could uh, you could get um, you know anyone that was going to that game just arrive a little bit earlier, you know, to support the yeah. the Camogie girls as well. So that is a shame, but sure, you know, I suppose. Yeah, no, that was it was the case because was Dublin approaches um, and asked would, would we go to give up kind of neutral venue and go up and play in Parnell Park, and we'd agreed to do that, but unfortunately, um, it just wasn't to be. Uh, I'm not sure the logistics of it on it wasn't um, it wasn't possible. So um, no, it's in poorly. Look, it's, it's we're just delighted to find it, but played wherever it's played. Um, you know, obviously, it's hard to know what kind of crowd going to be at it. Not just any people, I'm sure, we're going up to, to Parnell Park, so that'll be disappointing. But um, look, it's it's good. It's it's, it's better than. Than, than, than nothing, you know, than playing somewhere where, where there's, um, there's no other game on. So, look, again, I think in fairness, the Coral Association, they're trying to get the exposure going. All the Munster games were before the, the Munster Senior Hurling games as well. So, it, it's great that there's actually, you know, they're trying to push it now and trying to get that exposure. And that's, you know, that's what the girls need and that's what they want. You know, they want to play in front of big, big crowds. You know, I said it to Martin on Saturday, these girls are, are training as hard as the lads and putting in a huge effort. And it'd just be great to, you know, see them getting the reward and just to be appreciated by the. The, the people of Kenya and all over the country for Camogie people in general Yeah Dane we're all looking forward to uh, to that game now next weekend we're going to be covering it here live on, on KCLR as well uh, Brian just before I let you go I was just talking to Tommy Marr there just before you came on air and uh, we were just kind of talking about how you know in tragic times the GAA community always sort of rallies around and it's always there to kind of support you in good times and in bad and I know that you definitely felt that um, in, in recent times with the, with the tragic passing of your, your uncle um, but I know that there was a GoFundMe set up and uh, you were you were really humble I think by the um, the support that was shown by the GAA community Yeah look it was unbelievable um, you know thanks Casey Law for giving me a chance to, to thank the people at the time you know it was our family are very very grateful um, my uncle Dom um, you know is, is set up now back in his home in Jenkins Town in the mobile home and he's absolutely delighted um, obviously unfortunately Oliver passed away in the, in the fire but um, you know it was our just getting Dom back on his feet and looking after him and you know we set up to go for me and brother Sean set it up and just it just took off and you know we kind of got it going on social media and the response we got was just was just unbelievable you know from people in Camogie people in Ireland all over the place it was just just incredible and you just see you know I think at times like this it's, it's just the GA and sports is huge and I think everyone is in it together you know we all kind of I suppose once you cross the white line it's it's a big battle and they're your enemies but you know once the whistle goes you know I think the, the bond that's in there with, with Camogie and, and GA it's just it's unbelievable and it's all over the country and you know it's, it's something that we're very very grateful for that's for sure Yeah no and, and he's keeping well at the moment is he how's he doing? Yeah, no, he's doing great. It was uh, out in there on Friday, so no, he, he delighted himself. Um, he's in the mobile home. He's set up there now, and electricity and everything is all set up. The people of Connacht have been very good to him. All the local tradesmen there have done all, done a lot of work in the background as well. So look, we're very appreciative of everybody and everything they've done for him. And look, he's back in Jenkins Town. That's what he wanted from from straight away. And um, you know, it's great that he's there and he can start to rebuild his life now again. That's brilliant to hear. Um, well, listen, thanks so much, uh, Brian, for coming on the show with us today and all the best next weekend uh, against Dublin in, in, Omar, on, in Omar Park and 
Shluck will be will be chatting to you again soon anyway. Thanks so much for okay. coming on. No problem, Thanks, Brian. Thank Talk you. to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, bye-bye. That was uh, Brian Dowling there, a uh, senior camogie manager with uh, Kilkenny. We're going to take a, a quick break now and coming up after the break, we're going to hear from Paul Cummins. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time. Uh, now, last week, the Irish ice hockey team came third in the prestigious IIHF Development Cup in Germany. There were three local lads, Kilkenny men on the team, and Kilkenny Storm's Paul Cummins was part of the coaching team. I caught up with Paul just before coming on air, and I started off by congratulating him on their success in Germany last week. Uh, it, it is it's a fair achievement considering our, our situation to be honest with you and uh, yeah yeah, no we're, we're well proud I, I've been involved in minority sports all my life I'm a former world kickboxing champion as well in I suppose in my younger years and it, it was the same then um, I, I don't care if it's tiggly winks or darts or hockey or hurling if, if you represent your country or your county at a high level surely to God you deserve some kind of help or funding or something of some sort you know so it, it's just a pity it's not seen that way you know it really really is yeah yeah and I saw a video there recently um, that was posted up just on online and it was just of your lads training there in what can only be described as totally unsuitable conditions um, multiple leaks there was buckets all around co- collecting the, the dripping water like it was like looking at something like it was like a team training in a third world country almost like how long have you been kind of training in these sorts of of, of venues well we, we've from the start really so we we started in that hall many years ago and then we managed to get into the likes of um, Kieran's College um, but they got a grant and and actually kicked us out and gave us no notice just told us not to come back we then eventually got into um, O'Loughlin's and we were there for I think three years and again they got a huge huge grant to do up their halls and all their pitches and again uh, the chairman and the association came in on a Sunday morning and just told us they can't his exact words is they can't um, facilitate us anymore and just don't come back and that was like 60 or 70 kids just gone out in the cold without any warning so it happened twice so we're back to the only the hall you see is the only hall in Kilkenny that will take us it's Candice's Hall it's actually used as a school hall I think it's run owned by the parish but the school St. Candice's School use it so you know it's totally unsuitable but we're grateful to have it I know I keep giving out about it but without it we wouldn't exist but as you can see it's, it's, uh, it's underfunded it's, it's the ruin of a place to be honest with you, you know but what can we do like you don't even have have an ice rink like can I ask you how often do you get the opportunity to train on ice I believe you have to go to Belfast for that is it yep you know, even any games even like the under 13s the weekend went to Cork and that Cork rink is only existence I think um, for about 8 months now so normally we'd have to travel to Longford or to even back up to North of Port down to play the roller hockey um, but yeah Belfast it, it's, it's, it's essentially like a 7 hour drive it's three and a half up three and a half back um, and we get an hour and a half of ice time at half nine ten o'clock at night so it's all hours and we're getting home 
like the dedication for these kids to play the sport they 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 want is unbelievable. You, you know, you, if, if if you wrote it in a book as a true story, people wouldn't believe it. Um, and the facility that that we want, we, fifteen years we've been asking and, and trying to promote, and we had proposals and to the council about um, a facility was never just for ourselves. It actually the, the facility we propose is for all minority sports. So you know it has a, a multi-purpose floor, so it's not like a wooden soft wood floor that if it gets damaged, mm-hmm. it's ruined and it casts a fortune. It's, it's a proper floor that's used all over the world. It's a rink system that it doesn't matter if there's a glass in the building or what the walls are made of. Um, it is protected and any sport that can be played in a, in a sports a normal sports hall can be played in this so it would technically be an all sports court not like what we have here in Ireland or most here are soft core sports and you know like like the watershed it's plastered walls there's pillars on the inside it's a soft floor there's glass everywhere you can only play a certain amount of sports in it and it's usually you know. you, t- you touch on something interesting there, Paul, as well, just when you said that the drive that these kids have to play the sport that they want to play. Um, but, like, I'm just curious, like, when they're playing in these conditions, and like I, I mentioned there a few minutes ago, looking at that video there, I was just flabbergasted, like, all of the, the buckets around collecting the water. And yet, you know, they're kind of getting on with it, they're training, but does it, does it chip away at their self-esteem or does it kind of almost um, build their resolve? It's a bit of both. So you have to remember the the two kids, both my own son and Alec Young, are, are twenty and eighteen now. They're playing in that hall since they're around ten. So to them, it's kind of normal. It's it's when they go away, like they're supposed to go to Argentina at the end of the year to play for Ireland again on the inline team, which is the roller version of this, and um, that's going to cost about two grand per head, and and it looks like they mightn't be able to go now. Um, my own son had to give up his job to go to Germany because he couldn't get the time off the company he was working for just wouldn't give him the time off if he had no for a fact if it was any other sport they would they probably would have paid him a week's wage and gave him the week off you know so it, it's it, they're used to it yes it, it adds to the reserve and stuff like that but that will only take you so much like the the pandemic and the two years of lockdown really killed our sport because outdoor sports were, were back long before indoor sports by the time the kids came back we've lost some some really good members and then we're, we're building it back up again and it's, it's, it's a tough it's tough when you get no support that's really the, the, the hardship of it if you had a little bit of support maybe a bit of funding and you know maybe a little bit of more support like the, the, there was nothing in the papers they don't get you know any thank yous from the mayor publicly or anything like that there's, there's just never anything more than you've been fantastic the local, all the local radios have been fantastic but it's just a little bit sad that you know they represent their country at such a high level and, and they just really really don't get the, what they deserve but I, I feel you know like you said it's just seriously frustrating what is the standard say of the other the, like training wise with the other countries like what sort of training facilities do they have yeah, so the likes of Liechtenstein would, would have ice rinks, um, Algeria, believe it or not, have ice rinks, Andorra, we had development cup in Andorra before, like, uh, yeah, I think we looked up their population before, I think their population in Andorra is the same as Bray, you know, it's, it's a small uh, population in Andorra, they have ice rinks, um, Colombia, who won it out, um, don't have any ice rinks, but they have huge amount of multi-purpose uh, facilities like we were proposing so they easily transfer from from that facility to ice 
and they won it out like that. Even Ireland are not in the World Championships because your minimum participation um, is, is that you have to have an ice rink. So that's why Ireland are not Oh, okay. And same with Colombia. So, but, you know, these countries all have people that are abroad. Most of these countries have kids that went to school in America and Canada and they are now playing ice hockey in them, them countries and when it comes to these kind of competitions they come back and play for the country you know um, our kids uh, my own son hopefully is supposed to go to Montreal my youngest boy this year to go to school and play hockey there he's had a, an offer these countries are very similar to us um, but a lot of them would have facilities you know the Portugal recently have a, an ice rink a brand new ice rink built and the rest of them have, have ice rinks so they, they, they train they play so we can still compete with them like you said you know sometimes we make up from the lack of skill and that with, with heart and determination I just wanted to ask you Paul as well I know that you submitted um, a policy a couple of years ago now it's, I think it's about 15 years ago now at this point and it was accepted by the council but it still hasn't been acted on so just before we get into that like what actually was the proposal? So we started 15 years ago. Um, it wasn't quite 15 years ago we, we put a proposal forward. So I think then it was like back in 2017, we actually went in front of the, the sitting council and the members and we put a proposal forward. And everybody, you know, everybody voted on it or, or agreed with it. But, but um, the chair at the time stood up or, or the head engineer at the time stood up and said they wanted to have more questions answered before they, they fully voted on it and they wanted further meetings which at this stage was definitely applied to stop what we were trying to do because we were gaining so much support because there was no inter interaction after that they never asked for any more meetings but then recently because we kept proposing kept proposing and kept our campaign going that um last year or early this year um, a proposal was put forth that they would um, add our proposal to their policies, the council policies and it was fully voted in so they, they adapted our policy into their into council policies what that means I don't know um, they're supposed to help for, for either an existing building or, or ground so they can, they can um, see if, if it's feasible for them to, to build a multi-purpose bus facility in, in Kilkenny. We even had a local uh, uh, a re- a meeting with the head council, the health planner. Um, we put a question to them because for the development of Kilkenny, the, the record of the population is going to explode. And we asked them what facilities were to build in, especially sports facilities. And he, he said none. And he said the answer to the question will be that we lose local parks and school halls like we've always been doing which was ridiculous to be honest with you so they're going to expand the population and the size of Kenny by I don't know 20,000 30,000 people but not build any sporting facilities to to help you know the, the population yeah so uh, I, I don't know I don't know exactly how or why or what the purpose of them adapting our proposal into their policy is going to be if they're not going to act on it and then lately Andrew McGuinness came up and said I was on another local, local radio and said um, he said he had, if you had the money in the morning that you would 100% build it mm-hmm. so he said they don't have the money but yeah, the proposal for a bandstand it looks like it's going to go ahead in 
in the material. So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, and like just when you mentioned there about um, you know building all these extra houses without the amenities, like I remember watching a documentary there not so long ago uh, talking about the opioid epidemic in in Dublin in uh, the 70s and 80s, and one thing that they actually pointed to at that time as being a contributing factor was the amount of houses that were built but without any amenities for people, and then that kind of uh, caused antisocial behaviour um, as well as kind of more serious, more detri- detrimental consequences as well so it's not about just, I think it's not just about sport it's bigger than that, isn't it Paul? All sports, is, I, I've said it, if you look back at all the history if you look back at all my sports, I've always said it um, I, I'm a product of that, I, I left school at 14, if I didn't have a place to go to, which I did and coaches and mentors all my life I know I wouldn't be where I am today 100%. We went to Iceland a couple of years ago. We brought a team to Iceland. It's a very small country. They actually live on the moon. I don't know if you're ever there. No. Back in the 80s, 70s, 80s and 90s, they had a huge problem with, with juvenile delinquency and crime and stuff like that. Mm. But they stopped it all. They built massive, massive amount of facilities. We were there in the one facility we played that had a, a swimming pool and a cinema on the ground floor. On the, top, on the middle floor, they had... Um, an ice rink and then on the top floor they had other kind of um, play areas and stuff like that and you paid a nominal fee of two euros or the equivalent of five euros and went in and played but had a guy that had my position and he was paid by the city to run programs and stuff like that but like they have darkness they have night time four to five months a year and that was massive on, on the play on depression and all that kind of stuff but they conquered it by providing facilities like, look at their soccer team. Their soccer team in the last World Cup or the World Cup before had a massive achievement. But you wanted to see where they trained. That facility was on the side of where the ice rink was. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. That's how they did it. And, and you're right. Um, their crime rate, rate fell. They're, they're very, very low. Now, the rules are very strict. Probably a little bit too strict, but they had to. But their crime rate is really low. You can go to play soccer. You can go play ice hockey. You can play whatever you want, whatever sport you want. I guarantee there's a facility for it. And that's how they, they battled it, you know. They, and it's the same here. Unfortunately, when we were away, we heard about the, the murders in Kilkenny. Like, that's shocking. Absolutely shocking. But, but you know, you, you, to, to throw money at that drug rehabilitation now, but none to catch them before they get into drugs. Not everybody plays hurling now or soccer, you know. It's a huge multicultural uh, country now, you know. Half our members are, are foreign nationals mm-hmm. or, or kids are foreign nationals. Yeah, and facilities that we have definitely should uh, should be reflecting that. And and just finally, like Paul, um, I know that you're exhausted from making uh, these pleas, but now that you you have the platform, what would your message be to the local authorities? Look at the bigger picture. Look at the long game. You know, um, build these facilities now. You know, they're not just for the likes of my sport specifically. They're for all sports. We we have a multicultural society now. We build the facilities to reflect that. And I guarantee in, in 15 and 20 years' time, you will reap the rewards. You absolutely will reap the rewards. And it's been proven all over the world, you know, especially in the likes of the Scandinavian countries. You know, it, it, it's, um, it's tried and tested. Yeah, I 
I really, really hope that um, they can take heed kind of to that message. Uh, Paul, it's been it's been a pleasure speaking to you and look, we'll definitely have you on again soon um, to, to chat more about ice hockey and other minority sports as well uh, within the county. So listen, thanks so much for, for coming on with me today. I appreciate it. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LahartzVolkswagen.ie Welcome back to Full Time. Well, that's almost all that we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed the show over the course of the last hour. I have to say it was great being back um, after two weeks absence. It was lovely to be back chatting to uh, all the local people around Kilkenny and Carlo about what's going on locally in the sporting world. Uh, as I mentioned there earlier on, don't forget that we do have live coverage of Kilkenny versus Wexford from Netwatch Cullen Park uh, from Half 7 and it's going to be Brendan Hennessy and Michael Walsh covering that game for us uh, so that's coming up at half seven I'm going to be handing over now to Owen Carey for Fully Loaded uh, in just a couple of minutes time we're going to have the news first but thanks so much for joining me here and I'll be back here again next week same time same place so please keep me company for that hour from six to seven for full time uh, thanks so much we'll chat to you again soon Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie.